0: Recently, the famous and very cool YouTuber Gutsip Gibbon posted a video responding to a Young Earth Creationist channel, and she mentioned the myth that Christianity is based on the idea that we should have faith in God, irregardless of the evidence, that we should have blind faith. In this video, I'm going to show why this isn't an accurate way to view faith from the perspective of the biblical writers. For those not familiar, Gutsip Gibbon used to be a Christian, but isn't anymore, and now makes videos critiquing young earth creationists. While I don't care about the science topic that much, I find it important to be aware of the conversation, and I think her videos give some of the best arguments for evolution. So I watch her videos here and there. If you're looking to learn more about the best reasons to believe in evolution, she's the one to go to in my opinion. So she's responding to this young earth creationist video, and... The topic of faith comes up.
1: I'm able to answer all your difficult questions, receive Christ in your heart? The answer will most likely be no.
0: I mean, I'll speak for myself here. If someone could prove young earth creationism or Christianity in general, I would be down. I would be convinced by the facts. But the problem with a lot of this is, and I feel like they don't really appreciate it, even though it's their own books thing, is that Faith is a big factor at play here, and you can't prove something you have to have faith in. That would kind of defeat the purpose. Now, to be fair to her, it's possible that she was specifically referring to the YouTube channel she was critiquing's view of faith. But either way, assuming that isn't the case, I think she probably has a misunderstanding of how the biblical writers understand the idea of faith. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about the common confusion. To be clear, this idea of Blind faith, believing in God without evidence, is certainly how some Christians see it. But I would not say this is how the biblical writers saw it. And if Christians are trying to have what people call a biblical view of faith, then the biblical writer's perspective is the one we should go to. So how did the biblical writers view faith? Or in Greek, the word pistis. Well, well it was used many ways in and outside the Bible. Sometimes as trust, other times belief, and there are other ways. With that being said, I'd argue that there was never a time where it was used to refer to the belief in something without evidence. In addition, you'd have a hard time finding a Greek or biblical scholar, you know, the expert on the topic, that think this is how it was defined in the New Testament time period. Okay, so where does this idea come from? The most popular one is the verse in Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for being convinced of what we do not see. Many assume that this is attempting to define faith as something like being confident in something based on wishful thinking, even if we do not see it. The obvious question is, why should we think that's what the verse is referring to? Right after the passage, it goes into a long list of people who are being praised for their faith Pretty much everyone on the list had great evidence to believe in God, while a few of them we are unsure why exactly they believed. That's very far from saying they had a blind faith. Abraham heard God and saw him do wonders. Moses saw the burning bush. In addition, the text specifically says what the being convinced of what we do not see is in reference to. Abraham trusted God, looking ahead to what Abraham could not see, which is a city with firm foundations, whose architect and builder is God. In addition, it says, But as it is, they aspire to a better land, that is a heavenly one. That sure sounds like something Abraham wouldn't have been able to see, don't you think? Hebrews 11.39 even concludes by mentioning things that they had not seen, which was, And these all were commended for their faith, yet they did not receive what was promised. See? The text of Hebrews doesn't actually say the specific reason why they decided to believe in God. That doesn't mean that we can assume that they had no good reason to believe in God. Okay, what about the doubting Thomas story? See, Jesus rises from the dead and appears to some of the disciples, and they tell Thomas, and Thomas goes, uh, I'll believe if I see Jesus myself. Well, guess what happens when Jesus appears to Thomas? Does he scold him for doubting? Does he say, just have faith, Thomas? No, because that's not what faith was to people in the time period. Jesus reaches out his arms and literally shows the evidence of him being hung on the cross so that Thomas would believe. Okay, so why does Jesus respond by saying, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are the people who have not seen and yet have believed. Coincidentally, this is the third to last verse in the entire book of John. Right after the story of Doubting Thomas, it says, "...now Jesus performed many other miraculous signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ." The writer of John pretty explicitly contradicts this blind faith idea. The only way the writer of John could have been more obvious in contradicting the notion that the New Testament writers wanted Christians to have a blind faith would have been for the writer to explicitly say, hey, evidence is important for believing in Jesus. In addition, my friend Michael Jones cites several situations where people are given evidence with the goal of convincing one to believe in God. If you read
1: through the New Testament, especially in Acts, no one gives their personal feelings or personal faith as a reason to believe in Jesus. The reality is, they appeal to the evidence, so people will place their faith in Christ. In Acts 2, Peter appeals to the miracle of tongues before them the miracles Christ performed, the evidence of the resurrection, prophecies concerning him, and the witnesses available to speak with. Paul in Athens also appeals to evidence for the resurrection, namely the witnesses to this event. In Matthew 9.6, Jesus heals a paralyzed man so that they will have evidence or know he is the Son of Man. In John 14, Jesus tells the disciples to believe or have faith in him on the works they have seen him do. Even in Exodus 9.14, God told Pharaoh through Moses that the plagues will be given so that they may know there is no one like the Lord. The Bible constantly affirms for Christians to believe because of evidence, not through blind faith.
0: Now, of course, you might be thinking, okay, well, these stories aren't historically accurate. Like, that's totally fine. Like, it's like, totally fine. There are lots of Christians who don't think the stories are historical and yet still believe Jesus rose from the dead. But the important fact is that the writer of Hebrews and the Gospels portrayed believing in Jesus as something that requires evidence, even if they didn't explicitly say it. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Gutsick, I appreciate your channel, and I'd love to interview on any topic if you'd like to talk to me. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Like and subscribe if you found it valuable. See you guys later.